Hello and thank you for listening to episode 434 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one, I spend some time chatting with Gracie Gillum, ahead of the release of Superhost on DVD, Blu-ray and digital, which comes out on April 4th from Acorn Media International. Gracie plays the character of Rebecca and plays her damn well, as you'll hear in this interview, as hopefully you'll find out when you buy Superhost in just a few days from when this is uh, released. I do need to give a little bit of context to the very beginning of the interview because I log into Zoom to see a message that goes something along the lines of uh, the host is waiting to let you in, which of course, if you've seen Superhost, is quite amusing and quite scary at the same time. The thought of the character of Rebecca waiting to let me in (laughs) once you've seen the movie can be quite intimidating. So that's how it begins because Gracie then suddenly appears on my screen And I, of course, have to tell her about the message I've just been reading before she appeared in front of me. So let's get on with it again. Have a look at Superhost. Me and Tina had a great time watching it. We really enjoyed it. And Gracie is absolutely fantastic in it. So sit back, relax, get comfortable and listen to me and Gracie have a little chat about Superhost. Uh, all right, Rebecca, uh, we're going to start off with a friendly introduction, like a, hi, my name is Rebecca, and I'm a super host. Do I look at you or at the camera? What's up, guys? My name is Teddy. I'm Claire, and welcome to another episode of Superhost. We are staying in the most gorgeous home up in the mountains. So quiet here. This super host uses the name Betty Lou 52 has a nearly spotless record. It's actually Rebecca. Oh, so you're neither Betty nor Lou. (laughs) What's up, guys? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? You think you come out this far to get away from all those crazy people, but then you get to this house and you realize that the host might be even crazier than those people you left behind. Well, I don't want to get in the way of your trip. Wouldn't want to get a bad review. That is the craziest shit I've ever seen. We gotta get more of her. Okay, uh, roll camera. Hi, my name is Rebecca. This is what people wanna see. And I am a super host. Complete lunatics. <laughs> this woman, Rebecca, she said that she was the host of this place, but she's We have one final surprise for you that I think you're going to love. If anyone's out there watching, please, please help us. Please stop! Think of all the hits you'll get. Look at her. She's harmless. Hello, Dave. Hi, Gracie. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Dave? It's good. I'm good to see you. I was just smiling to myself, actually, because as you're waiting to, as you're waiting to come in, it says. Um, Oh, is it the, the, something about the host is waiting to greet you or, or something? So <laughs> I thought of all the messages to get before I'm going to have a chat with you. I was getting that flashbacks. That's so funny. <laughs> Never has that Zoom message been more ominous. It was perfect for, for this. Well, I watched, I watched Superhost. I was looking, it was two weeks ago today. And I think it's definitely testament to how much I really enjoyed it. And 
to your performance especially that every it's everything's crystal clear about it in my mind I had a whale of a time watching it so first of all congratulations to everybody involved I loved it thank you so much it looks like as well it's I just got the vibe through it. it just looked like everybody was having a fun time while they were filming it as well what was it like on set because it's such a small cast as well it must have been you know you get to know everybody and uh, just have a good time so what was it what was it like on set there well on location I should say yeah um it was a really wonderful intimate experience on set and all of the actors were so kind and generous to me it was really wonderful um and Brandon creates a really collaborative environment like you you shoot it and then you play with it like sometimes you just shoot things in a row like there's shots in this movie that Brandon was just talking me to like talking me through looking in at them at the window and it become becoming about like being hungry and like him directing me to be hungry and like I started drooling and, like, <laughs> um, just like animalistic tears and snot and drool going down the face in the dark <laughs> shooting um, it was a really fun and collaborative environment, and there's so few people that just one one person's disruptive ego would have really made it a, a pretty a pretty un, un, untenable environment. And it was really um, really wonderful to work with everybody. We only had Barbara for like two days and yeah. like I think one one production day, but it was a really incredible day on set. And we hung out in my room after. We're sort of out Fantastic. in the middle of nowhere on a on a mountain during a pandemic, but. Like Osric and Sarah were just so wonderful to work with. I've been lucky enough. I've interviewed Barbara twice, and oh, and, and yeah, met her in person, and she is such a lovely person. She really is. And yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. There's so much I'd love to chat with you about this film, but I don't want to spoil it for the people that haven't watched it yet. But I will say there's there's one scene towards the end of the film with you and Barbara, and I I'm not going to go into what happens, but talking about having fun. That looked that looked like it was pretty fun out in the woods <laughs> with, with what with what happened. I mean, with things like that, I know from being on film sets myself because it's it's a horror film, and we know if people haven't watched it yet. You know, there's gonna you know people are gonna die, people are gonna live. There's people are gonna there's gonna be killings. There's gonna be blood. But I've always found that whenever there's blood and killings involved, they're normally the most fun of days, <laughs> and everybody has a laugh with them. So I mean. You you get your fair share of bloody experiences during the film, and you've done horror before. You, you know you're not new to all of this. What's it What's it like when you do these gory films? Well, not gory films, gory, gory scenes, I should say. That some people go, oh, that that's horrible. Where we know it's all just make believe, and it is fun on set on those days, really. Yeah, I always loved that. And I remember I did a, a play version of Night of the Living Dead when I was in middle school, and I think oh, I assisted wow. directed it. And like we like we got all these chunks of lycra and buckets of blood. So then when there was a killing on stage, somebody would slide a bucket full of like blood lycra so that we could be ripping what absolutely looked like flesh. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> Um, I think bits of paper towel in there too. It was really gruesome. Yeah, I love working with blood and effects. And there's there's a special kind of acting on camera is always like, how do I be in the moment and mm. also be hitting my mark well? And you yeah. have to be really in your creative headspace to be able to like do all of that amygdala shit and also that prefrontal cortex. I'll say shit again for symmetry. Um, I didn't mean to say it for somebody. Well, and but like a shot like the oh oh gosh, how do I talk about this without it's spoiling? It's so difficult, isn't it? 
Oh my gosh. No, I was totally just going to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's, there's like when there's a practical effect on yeah. set, that is especially wonderful because they can do so much with oh, digital yeah. blood, but you can tell when it's a practical yeah. oh, definitely. Oh, and like being in charge of an effect that like you really have that one time to make it work. Yeah. And like you have to, I think I can say, put your knife in the right place yeah. and like carry the action through. Like you really have to sell the practical effect and then also be doing acting at the same time. I love that. That is such a rush. That's brilliant. Did you did you get any chance to improvise in this film at all, or Brandon got it all locked down from the very beginning? Yeah, I think there was some. I think there was some playing around with dialogue. Um, there was also one moment. It was like our biggest, most stressful day shooting on the mountain um, with Barbara. That I I, I kind of went up to Brandon and I was like, "Hey, so like this speech, like I don't think that she would say that yet." <laughs> um, and like Brandon was like, "Oh my god, you're right." And like sat down at the picnic table and just like with pencil wrote me a new speech to say. And that's what we ended Whoa. up shooting. And it was really good. <laughs> that's excellent. If you can have that sort of relationship, because Brendan, of course, he directed it and he wrote it as well, that you can have that relationship on set and, and change it. So it's you feel more comfortable as the character, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's I, I love that sort of um, shooting from the hip. Like, here's your new line stuff. <laughs> What did you think when you first read the script? Because the character of Rebecca, when you first see her, I mean, obviously, you know, she's got her own character arc and she's a different person or you you perceive her to be a different person to how she ends up at the end of the film. So what did you think when you first read the script? What attracted you about the character of Rebecca? Yeah, um, I, first of all, I, it seemed like a really considered character with really great dialogue. Um, uh, I think a lot of what first like drew me into understanding the character was the detail in the interview scene where um, I think I can say South Carolina is mentioned too many times for it to be good lying. So I was like, <laughs> okay, that lets me know, like there's been a lot of murdering psychopaths in horror history. Mm. Like what makes Rebecca different? Um, and yeah, I was reading, reading the script. It was, it was, um, so did you ask me how I related to Rebecca or what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and just what drew you to the script as well? Yeah, I think it was it was really it was the character of Rebecca and um, wanting to be able to play somebody like that. But then also that night after reading the script, watching Brandon's first two films and realizing how scary the scary thing in his movies is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, now the next one is like that, but it has to be a human being like that is so <laughs> It's a rush. It's a real, it's like, it's a lot of pressure to like, like, I'm going to trust you to be as scary as Z. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure, but it's oh, fun yeah. pressure. <laughs> Did horror films scare you before? Have they ever scared you at any point when you've watched them? Oh my them? gosh. Yeah. I saw, I saw a lot of, especially old horror that my dad introduced me to like way too early. Um, <laughs> I think my dad showed me the original, like the 1968, The Haunting. Oh, when I was film, like yeah. real young and I, I asked for it to be turned off. I was like, I can't handle this yet. And then like two years later, I think once I was seven or eight, I was like, I want to watch that movie that I had to turn off. Yeah. But like, I think I was, I was really into pit in the pendulum as a kid. And I'm still <laughs> so fucking haunted by that movie. The last shot, I think I can spoil pit in the pendulum at this oh, point. Yeah, the yeah. last shot of Barbara Steele in the Iron Maiden oh, with wow, the yeah. eyes wide. And she's got the most incredible eyes and eyebrows. Just like that shot. I'm just being like, six or seven being like you're just gonna leave her there <laughs> like, 
absolutely haunting to me. I also had my Edgar Allan Poe phase at seven and like definitely some of those stories really. Like I remember reading The Black Cat um, and then realizing I had like a stuffed cat that I tied yarn around the neck as a leash. And just like, I just remember in my childhood bed, just like staring at that stuffed cat. And I was like, am I the evil one? Oh, no. <laughs> Has that feeling gone now? Because, you know, you've been in the horror genre, you've been in, you know, enough horror projects and you've seen it from the inside and how it's all created. Has, has that feeling completely gone now or does anything still give you the chills a little bit? No, it's, it's the, the like, this is pretend thing is maybe a little off in my brain, which is um, professionally advantageous for me a little bit. But like, like going to Comic-Con now, like, I'm like, I know that this is a person dressed as a zombie, but my body is like, that is a zombie. Like, <laughs> um, I feel like sometimes violence and stuff is a little ruined, but um, no, it still gets me. Like I was just re- like, I just started reanimator and I was like, okay, and I can't actually, like we can't eat Indian food to this. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Like, this is impressive makeup and it's still really viscerally upsetting. Like I can, I, I can have done these crazy um, uh, special effects makeup things as an actor and still see them and go like, Ugh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because, because you're the antagonist in this. And again, it's such a small cast there must have been a bit of pressure because everybody watching this as, as horror fans, they always love, you know, the antagonist in it, the, you know, whoever is going to be the bad person in the movie. Did you feel the pressure that this horror fan's going to be watching it and they're going to go, oh, is, is she going to deliver on this role? Is she going to be good? Yeah, um, I think that hit me after. There was, I, I, I feel like there's even moments I could have thought about the audience a little more, um, but I was really trying to honour the character um like all of like all of the comedy came from just like Rebecca's survival instinct uh <laughs> like there's a yeah um it, it, I guess it is a lot of pressure but that's not what I was thinking about on set I was really just thinking about like how do I well, I don't know I was I thought that I was doing a thing that I would find scary yeah um but I was also just really trying to be like, how do I balance being a good horror villain with really playing the psychological state of this character? Well, you pull it off wonderfully because you do go through, you, you know, you meet and you think, oh, Rebecca, she's just this host and she's lovely. And then through, even through just little facial expressions, looks that you give, movements that you do, and then you think, oh, maybe not all that she seems. And then and then when you go pure on evil, oh, my word, it's you really are. It's such a memorable character that... Uh, and we know, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but we do know in horror films characters die they come back characters live and they come back and so on and you must have been asked this so many times already surely but i'm sure there's a big audience that wants to see the character of rebecca in another film too that would be awesome um people have definitely asked me about that in like yeah. prequel or sequel and um i i have a great relationship with rebecca's backstory because i thought about it all the time on set <laughs> i would love to do a prequel <laughs> I love these things. People, I don't know how much longer she has before she's captured. Like that's the thing. Like I don't think she's. Um, maybe, maybe I don't want to underestimate Rebecca, but I feel like she's got like maybe six kills before she gets caught. <laughs> yeah, she does seem. She doesn't really care, does she? What she does is just just go just goes with it. Yeah, like it's like all the for, like all the stuff at the beginning is like her being analytical. Like it's the lag of what is the expectation and like how much do I do? And they're like laughing a little too hard because like you 
you discovered laughing and it seemed like it works. So like you do it too long, like this, like that analytical social lag. Um, but then once it's like the adrenaline kicks in, like that's when she's actually really fucking feeling things and alive. Cause once yeah. like now we're okay. Okay. You said the thing. Now I guess I have to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't already the time is ticking away and I know you're really busy doing the interviews and I could talk to you for, for much longer. Um, hopefully I will get the chance in the future. But again, congratulations to everybody involved in Superhost. I loved it. You were fantastic in it. And yeah, I hope to see uh, in many more things in the future. So all the best for the future. All right. Thanks, Gracie. Thanks. Recording stopped. That was really great to listen to. Thank you, Dave. That was lovely. Oh, thanks. No, it was great. I've been looking forward to it all day. I finished finished work at lunchtime and all morning I've been going, oh, I've been really looking forward to doing this. (laughs) So thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I had a great time chatting with Gracie. I will remind everybody, Superhost is released on DVD, Blu-ray and digital on April the 4th from Acorn Media International. So get those pre-orders in. Or if you're listening to this on or after April the 4th, you can buy it straight away. It can be with you, I don't know, these days. It can be with you in hours in some places. Lucky you. Make sure to visit our website, 60mw.co.uk. Numerical 16, not alphabetical. Everything that we do is on there if you've enjoyed this interview show. And I hope you have. There are plenty, plenty more on there from people from the movie business, the music business, the video game business. This interview is also on our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch me and Gracie having a chat, go on there. Give us a, what do they say on there? Like, subscribe, something else. I don't know. We're predominantly an audio show, but it's always nice when we can throw a little bit of bonus content onto our YouTube channel as well. So subscribe on there. Everything helps us. So again, thank you for listening. We will be back in just a few days' time with yet another show. You know we're not shy in releasing shows and we've got many different formats. So we'll be back again soon with another one. Thank you.